I'm going to give you the actual data. I'm, I'm going to be the, the lab rat here. I'll be the guinea pig. And I'm going to release that at the end of this challenge. And you so you can actually physically see my change in weight and my change in physique. I wish and- we had access where you could like have like your blood drawn and stuff. Like just to really see exactly what it is in your system that's that's changing with it. That would be interesting. Well, maybe next time I go around, I'll, I'll consult with the with the physician. But I'll be honest yeah. with you, that's the last thing I want to do is I want to plug up uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the healthcare system. Go, listen, uh, I'm trying to do a radio yeah. bit here. Can you put all those people in the uh, waiting room aside, please? This is a little more important. It would just be interesting, though. This show is being broadcast on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Energy 106 presents the Wheeler in the Morning podcast with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Karma is spelt with a capital F U. <laughs> oh no. Right this morning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For all those people that were sending in texts yesterday, Karma came back and bit me in the butt big time yesterday. <laughs> I'll tell you about that right out of the gates here this morning. Uh, I got a special guest coming in after 8:30. Good friend of the show, man. Oh man, I've uh, appreciated this guy's comedy for a long time. Good Canadian comedian Kelly Taylor joining the program after 8:30. We'll have Landmark Cinemas tickets and treats coming up. My name is Dave Wheeler. Jasmine Lane is here. Tyler Carr, not back yet. Hour one starts right now. Yesterday on the show, we talked about um, bathroom habits, bathroom preferences, if you will, about whether you prefer having a fresh bowl when you perform your toiletries. I don't like the or, words perform your toilet, like when you do the business. Whatever you want. <laughs> pick pick whatever euphemism you want. And there were people texting in and there was people saying, oh, this and all that. And then the, there was a there was a faction of people who were like, damn, oh, potty humor. Man, nothing but potty humor on this show. It's potty humor. I just you need the bathroom humor for the barn. You need the bathroom humor for the barn. Well, karma came back and bit me in the butt. Because I spent a lot of time in the bathroom yesterday and not for the reasons that you think. No. No, not at all. What happened? Oh, my wife and I crawled into bed last night after uh, watching the latest episode of Willow on Disney Plus with the kids. And after we got them all tucked in, we were both very gassed after a long day and fell asleep rather quickly. And probably around, I'd say around 1030 last night, I hear my wife shriek. And not one of those like, ooh, oh, oh, or oh, panda, or Oh, kitty cat. It was a, ah! It was like, it was like a, a, a screech. Cause normally, like, the, the other, the other ones would, wouldn't wake me up. Yeah. He was like, oh, whatever. But it was a shriek to the point where I, where I jumped out of bed, ran down the hall. I'm like, what happened? And as I didn't even, as those words are coming out of my mouth, I already knew what the answer was because my feet were wet. No! Oh. So we have a, uh, this is the lucky part. So we have a fairly, large bathroom and it's it's tiled and then there's hardwood on the outside Mm. and so the bathroom got clogged for whatever reason it wasn't poop water that was that was the good news but the the toilet plugged it could have been one of the kids could have been it could have been based on what we talked about yesterday about you know you'll get yellow let it mellow or maybe a mellow maybe too much too toilet long. paper well yeah. i mean i think there may have been just too much uh, uh paper products in there and maybe one of the boys 
went to the restroom or somebody not putting blame on anyone, but not only did the toilet plug, it was also running. And just to give you an indication, it took an hour and a half and about five mop buckets full to get that floor dry again. Uh, so I feel great this morning. Just, you know, great. So rested. You should have used your shop vac. That's the way to do it. If you don't have a jet, you just got to use your shop vac, make sure there's nothing in it, and you just suck up the water in there and dump it outside. One would need a shop vac in order to use a shop vac. Well, maybe this is a reason to get a shop vac. Mm. I'll never well, forget <clears throat> when our uh, basement flooded back in the spring. And ours was a sewage backup. It hit the entire street, unfortunately. And uh, <laughs> I was just recovering from having COVID at the time. And so I couldn't smell anything. So I'm upstairs while this is all happening. And I didn't even know. And then Steve gets home from work and he's like, oh, my Jasmine, how are you in here? And I'm like, oh, hey, honey, just made dinner. Like, and I couldn't because I couldn't smell anything at all. It was hilarious, but uh, yeah, for that reason alone, I ended up being the the main one there, and that's where I learned the shop vac thing, because I was the only one that could actually withstand going in the basement, because I just didn't smell anything. After cleaning up, you can imagine <laughs> that uh, you can't go to bed right away, because you got to shower, because you're covered in uh, toilet water. Oh! So, um, <clears throat> yeah, feeling great today. Really, uh, really enjoying. So I'm sure everyone out there that was like, hi, humor, is chuckling, giggling, is Downright he, laughing right now. Stay on your karma. stay on your side of the studio, please. I don't. I want your poopy I hand showered. water. I'm I, fine. I maybe shower a second time and then I'll believe Every, you. <laughs> coming from Shark Blanket Girl, who doesn't wash any of her clothing or doesn't wash her socks. The tales or of poo water of her... and Shark Blanket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Tyler Carr. Uh, feeling under the weather. That extra extended New Year's Day holiday that he, that he took, he also overextended himself, and he's going to take a couple extra days, and he will join us next week as we finally reconverge as a morning team. Yeah. The big Monday day. Morning. The awakening. Tyler Carr returns Monday morning. This is our Tear Away a Day calendar. It is a Christmas gift courtesy of Mama Carr up there in Swan River, Manitoba. Thank you very much for our new Tear Away a Day calendar. This one for Thursday, January 5th. 2023. You guys read this one already. Why am I even bothering? Well, you guys, we don't you guys, rem- we've read this like two weeks ago. I don't remember. You guys snuck ahead. You guys snuck ahead. You took away all my fun. I plead the fifth. You decided to dig in, open up my present from Mama Car. That's fine for those that didn't hear it. When a dog lays on the floor, it's adorable. But when I do it, I'm depressed. <laughs> I love how you Oh, read don't that. laugh. You, you, you heard it. I don't remember it. I don't even remember how I got to work this morning. Like <laughs> You drove. You drove. Yeah. All right. Uh, news feed. By the way, last night, the semifinal games happened yesterday between Canada and the USA. Sweden and the Czechs will give you all the highlights coming up next. That's right after Jasmine Lane's news feed. First, we do this. Wait, what? Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. I, listen, we've been talking about the Warner Bros. stuff for a very long time now. And it's gone to the point where I'm kind of like, I don't know, do we still keep talking about it? Do people care? Do you care? I don't know. Tell me if you care. 
But I started to kind of dive into this a little bit more last night, and I saw this article, and it just kind of reaffirmed that nothing about what's happening makes any sense at all. So... Henry Cavill, who's formerly Superman, beloved as the Witcher and a man that many of us dream about while we sleep. Um, you know how he had that cameo in Black Adam to promote Superman? You say that like you watched it. Well, I watched the I watched the cameo clip on YouTube. That counts. Um, but so shortly after, he ends up announcing that he's returning as Superman because Warner Bros. told him to tease it on his social media, only for them to like four days later it and say hey just kidding you're actually not going to be a part of the role which in itself just kind of seemed like some embarrassing miscommunication that could have used more thought and maybe never happened at all but whatever whatever well now reports are saying that warner bros executives have wanted anyone other than henry cavill to play superman since 2018 so since 2018 they want to replace him but then decide to make more Superman movies and they're like, oh crap, we haven't found that replacement yet and hire him, make him make this announcement, which like stuns the world for a day only to go back to the original idea of not having him be a part of it at all what's the point? What a waste of time I don't understand it, it makes no sense well go ahead, ask me, I can explain the whole thing to you I'm asking, why? are you asking? why? Okay. Now, again, knowing that you're not big into the comic book realm, you got to understand that this goes all the way back to the 1990s, before the 1990s, back to the 80s, when Marvel and DC Comics were battling for who's going to sell more comics. I've said this once. I will say it again. DC has always had the better characters. They've had Batman. They've Mm -hmm. had Superman, two of the most iconic ever. But they weren't as good as Marvel when it came to storytelling, and that has been evident even now into the 2000s. That was proof with the MCU. Now, keep in mind, something very similar happened. I'm going to get nerdy here for a sec, because yeah. Marvel kind of was in a similar situation when they did the one Hulk movie, and then they did another Hulk movie, and they're kind of like, this probably isn't going to work out. And what did they do? They hired a guy by the name of John Favreau. And John Favreau came in and saved it because Marvel had lost most of its property. They were so poor in the late in the mid nineties, trying to save their comic books that they sold off the movie rights to a lot of their comic book characters. So they lost Spider Man, they lost the X Men, they lost the Fantastic Four, but they still have this guy named Iron Man that nobody wanted. So John John Favreau cooks up this script, Robert Downey Jr., and then they launch the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of the most successful franchises in all of movie history. DC saw that and go, oh, it's this, it's the age of the superhero. Here we go, baby. And after the success of The Dark Knight from Christopher Nolan and uh, Christian Bale, they're like, okay, we got to reboot this and we got to do Superman. We got to do Batman. We got to do The Flash. We got to do Wonder Woman. We got to do Aquaman. And they proved once again that they are not great storytellers. Man of Steel, not a bad movie, but this whole Zack, the Snyder verse was was disjointed yeah. it didn't make sense and so in 2018 the reason why they didn't want Henry Cavill back is because Henry Cavill didn't want to come back oh. Henry Cavill was done he saw the mess on the wall he wasn't committing to being Superman he wasn't answering questions he was like not sure if I'm coming back and then when Black Adam came around they realized what a piece of crap it was <laughs> and thought we need something to save this movie so Henry Cavill comes back and says hey the cape is still mine 
in the meantime, they know they're about to hire James Gunn. They don't know what James Gunn's going to do. That's fair, I guess. So, J- so James Gunn comes in as the John Favreau. This is their. This is DC savior. Okay, hmm. this is the guy because when John Favreau came in, they then appointed Kevin Feige to come in and run all of the MCU. That is James Gunn for the D. They are hoping and praying. They're having actually a meeting next week on James Gunn's full plan, rolling out you know the next ten years of DC films. So it's this is this is not Warner Brothers' fault. It, it is kind of Warner Brothers' fault because they didn't it's hire messy. somebody to run it properly. It is very messy. Yeah. But hopefully James Gunn can finally so. Don't blame Henry Cavill. Don't blame this person. Don't blame, oh, blame DC Comics. I could never blame Henry Cavill. He could have run over my foot and I would still love him. Blame DC Comics. It has always been this way. They've got great characters and people will go in droves and line up and buy the movie tickets and they'll walk out going, well, that didn't make any sense. It's happened forever. Although I will say the nerds online need to calm down a little bit because no different than you, gentlemen, they're like, oh, what was the point? What was the point? What is this? this? Should have just left Zack Snyder in. Should have just done this. Should have cast this person. Just shut up. Just shut up and let, let it happen. Let, let it let him at least let James Gunn at least have a chance at this. Although I will tell you, I read a really cool fan theory the other day, and I would love to see this. There's no way they're going to be able to fit this into the uh, DCEU, the D- Detective Comics Extended Universe. But you want to hear one of the coolest fan th- theories I've heard in a while? Yeah, go off. Okay, you know how Joker, he's the crazy one. He's the one that's in Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah, yeah. If you were to flip the script on that one, you've got Bruce Wayne, whose parents get shot because of a decision that he made at an opera because he wanted to leave early because he didn't like it very much. They get shot in a back alley, both of them dead. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the mansion. He's got so much PTSD that he ends up going to Arkham Asylum, grows up in the asylum, starts creating this world inside of his head where he is a he is the Dark Knight. He's Batman. And get this. His doctor's name is Dr. Joseph Kerr, a.k.a. Dr. Joe Kerr. I like Mr. Chill. Mr. Chill is actually the maintenance guy that makes the air conditioning way too cold in his cell. And every single character has an association. You can associate every single bad guy in the entire Batman world to somebody that works in the asylum that's dealing with Bruce Wayne. That's a brilliant fan theory. Brilliant. Now, the messed up part is you've got Joker 2 coming out right away. Is that going to fit into James Gunn's uh, DCEU? Mm. We don't know. Well, I came into this a complainer, and now I'm excited. So thank you for that. Well, temper your excitement. <laughs> temper your excitement again. It's DC. Look more forward to the new Ant-Man that's coming out next month. Okay. Will do. Will do. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. We have some pretty exciting news for those of you who are excited for WandaVision and its uh, spinoffs. Speaking of all of the DCU and Marvel and all of that jazz. Um, Also, another name has been added to the potential Bonds. This one, though, is uh, it's becoming a bit of a fan favorite online, at least. Tell us what you think. You can text us 204-452-1061 first. Cub Bread is not going anywhere 
After all, local celebs Chip and Pepper, whose names you may not have heard since the 80s or 90s, have bought Cub Bread. So the legacy will live on. We are going to be diving into this a little bit more later today. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that because there's a lot of really fun details. Um, one thing to note with this, though, is Cub Bread actually has their first truck in the United States already to test the market because they are looking to expand. Their main focus is the prairies. But within the first few months, more jobs from Manitobans will be made available once the operation gets going. Right now, they have that pinned at hopefully about 120 days from now. That 70s show Kitty, whose real name, Deborah Joe Rupp, who uh, made an appearance in WandaVision. Well, please eat before it gets cold. Mm. So, allow me. So, where did you two move from? What brought you here? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it turns out that she's actually going to be reprising her role in WandaVision. uh, Or sorry, not in WandaVision. In the WandaVision spinoff, Agatha Coven of Chaos. And it appears that she will be playing the same character as well. So we will see what that looks like. Well, first it was Lucien LaViscount. Lucien LaViscount. Did I say that wrong? Uh, that was fine. Yeah, the guy from Emily in Paris. Handsome devil. It was devil. fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's from Emily in Paris, and uh, now another name is being thrown at us. No one likes lemons. Sparlocks, mate. Lemonade, lemon drops. You got a sore throat? Lemon meringue pie. When was the last time you ate a lemon meringue pie? Lemon drizzle cake? I'm sorry, are you talking about lemons? Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who had a fantastic performance, uh, according to critics at least, in Bullet Train most recently, is among the many names being considered to replace Daniel Craig as James Bond. He may be a little bit more of a possibility than some of the others, since he's already done a screen test and has had meetings with franchise executives, which many of the other runner-ups have not been reported of doing themselves. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually uh, played uh, Wanda Maximoff's brother in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. He played Quicksilver. Um, he's also what was that other film? Oh yeah, you mentioned, my you mentioned gosh! Train. Yep, he did. He's he's British. He's thirty two years old. He's five foot ten, handsome devil. Oh. And the good news is they could have him for like the next fifteen, sixteen years. I don't. I was really pulling for. Um, uh, what's his name? Loki. Um, oh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston. I was really pulling for Tom Hiddleston. I don't mind Aaron Taylor Johnson. I, I, I think that's a pretty good pick. He'd have to slim down a little bit, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. World Junior Hockey Championships. From the home of the trailer park boys, Halifax, Nova Scotia. The United States of America and Team Canada face off for what will become another controversial game between these two countries. 120 into the game. Americans get on the board first. That shot blocked. Bounces back and they score. Logan That got the Canadian crowd and the Halifax crowd pretty quiet. And then nine minutes later, who even quieter? Brindley works in, drops it back, and then blocks up. Rebound yeah. score. Oof. Oof. Americans are up 2-0 at this point. So what does Canada do when they need a lift? Oh, they jump on this airline called Air Bedard. And Connor Bedard <laughs> launches the Canadians. Have a listen. As Del Mastro moves up. Del Mastro sits and Canada. Canada. Canada would tie the game early in the second period and then take the lead five minutes into the same period. Fantilli throws that rink wide for Dean. Dean moves in. Shows it back. 
Oh, Gord Miller, who we had on the show yesterday, man, he, uh, what a great call. Just a great call. As I said yesterday, his voice is just synonymous with the holidays. The Americans would have a disallowed goal halfway through the period on a goalie interference call in Canada. Would pour it on like hot maple syrup up 4-2 at the end of the second period. The Americans would have another disallowed goal at the beginning of the third period on another goalie interference call. Canada would add two more goals in the third 6-2 final for the Canadians over the Americans. And Canada is off to the gold medal game. Who will they face, you ask, Jasmine Lane? That's a great question. Earlier yesterday, the Swedes and the Czechs played to a 1-1 tie at the end of regulation. And they went to overtime. Shapovala plays it back across. Brought it by Kulik. Works it. It shoots. They're no longer the Czech Republic. They're Czechia. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Bronze medal game will have Sweden and the United States of America face off at 1.30 this afternoon, Central Time. And then the main course, Canada and the Czechs, 5.30 for the gold medal at the double IHF World Junior Hockey Championship. More hockey last night. Three games in the Chell. Devils damned the Red Wings 5-1. Wild over the Lightning by the same score. And the Ducks did the Jets a favor by shutting out the Stars to nothing. Ten games in action tonight, including the Habs, Leafs, Oilers, and Canucks. Jets are back on the ice tomorrow night, hosting the Lightning at Canada Life Center. And speaking of Canadians, there will be three of them in the field for the Tournament of Champions at the Plantation Course in Maui, Hawaii. Oh, Maui sounds good right about yeah. now, doesn't it? Huh? Huh? Sure does. Oh, Mackenzie Hughes, Adam Spenson, and Corey Connors all tee off today in round one, all vying for the $15 million purse. Toronto Raptors gave their hometown crowd something to cheer about last night in downtown Toronto, and they went down to the wire with the Milwaukee Bucks coming back from a 19-point deficit, eventually losing by a 3-104-101 final. And finally, the NFL is deciding on what to do with that game that was postponed between the Bengals and the Bills after DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field. Uh, some because they they both have to play this weekend, and then we go right into playoffs, and there's only one weekend, and that's in between uh, the final playoff game and then the Super Bowl. It's like, well, why even bother playing that mm. game? Is is very they're they're thinking about even just scrapping it and giving each team a tie. So, oh, okay, yeah, <clears throat> really interesting. By the way, an update on Demar Hamlin uh, still in critical condition, uh, and uh, his uh, GoFundMe page for that toy drive that he started wanting to raise twenty five hundred dollars is up to seven point seven million dollars. Holy! When he wakes up, he's going to go, what? what? That's amazing. All I wanted was $2,500, guys. Music news you can use with Dave Wheeler. For January 5th, 2023. Cardi B rang in the new year with a performance at a Miami nightclub where, shortly after the clock struck 12, she briefly sang Fallout Boys, Sugar, We're Going Down Acapella. Anything you want A TikTok user filmed the moment at the nightclub sharing a video that shows Cardi, glass of champagne in one hand, microphone in the other, singing along to the band's pop-punk hit, which originally appeared on their 2005 album, From Under the Cork Tree. During the New Year's Eve show at her ongoing Las Vegas residency, Adele told her audience she's been experiencing sciatica a condition which can cause pains down one or both legs from the lower back. 
While walking from one side of the stage to the other at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on December 31st, the singer addressed the crowd saying, quote, I have to waddle these days as I have really bad sciatica. I slipped my first spinal disc when I was 15 from sneezing. I was in bed and I sneezed and my C5 flew out. In January, I slipped my L6 and then when I had a C-section, my core was useless. I've been in pain with my back for like half of my life, really, unquote. Adele's Weekends with Adele Vegas 32-date residency began on November 18th and is set to run until late March. Adele is up for seven awards at this year's Grammys, which will take place next month at LA's Crypto.com Arena. Finally, David Letterman kicked off season four of his Netflix series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, with Billie Eilish and brother Phineas going over the finer details of the production process, specifically on the track Happier Than Ever. Here is the vocal take for Billie's song Happier Than Ever, and I'm going to pretend I'm in a classroom. So do you see all of those lines? Those are all Separate cuts. audio files that have been put into one take. We got up to like 87 takes. Wow. This is all of the takes Billy was doing at the top of the song. Some takes she was feeling good about and went all the way through. This is, uh, for me, is like visiting my cardiologist. Where is the blockage? Which one? Oh, I see. Okay. Later in the episode, David Letterman goes go-karting with Eilish and family. No, I'm I'm worried uh, because I'm uh, elderly. And I just, I don't want something to snap. Why don't we go miniature golfing? I, because I'm, I'm good at this. My next guest needs no introduction is now streaming on Netflix. That's music news you can use for January 5th, 2023. For more music news, subscribe to the Daily Music News You Can Use podcast. I'm Dave Wheeler. Wheeler in the morning on Energy 106. You want to hear something interesting? I used to be a huge, huge, huge David Letterman fan back in the uh, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, staying up late to watch him. I followed the whole drama between him and Leno, and then Conan, and just I, I preferred Letterman over Leno. Always had the better guest because he lived in L.A. But Letterman always had the better interviews. He always had the better bits. He was just he was just a better host. When he retired, I was disappointed. I'm like, oh man, it's the end of an era, and then all the drama ensued with um, with uh, Conan and whatnot. I have only watched half an episode of My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and you're not a fan. It's not that I'm not a fan. I'm trying to figure out the right way to convey my feelings on this because I kind of wanted to leave David Letterman in a place in my mind where I remembered him for the great bits mm-hmm. and for, um, you know, throwing stuff off of a roof. And you know, he did the top 10 list. I mean, he did some yeah. amazing bits. And with this one, I watched him do probably about half the episode with Ryan Reynolds. I'm a big fan of Ryan Reynolds. And Canada's like, you have to watch this one. It's really, really good. She tried to talk me into watching the She watched a lot of the first and second season. And I was just like, I don't know. I just got to, I just kind of want to leave Letterman where he is. Because this one to me seems very just interview based. Like he goes oh, to, yeah. with Billie Eilish. Like he, he goes and does some excursions. Like I know he went shopping with, uh, with Kim Kardashian. He went to Ryan Reynolds' house. I understand it is bit oriented as well, but I'm just, I don't know if I'm comfortable. I don't know if I want to see. It's the same way as I don't want to see, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky play past his prime. It's the same reason why I didn't want to see Michael Jordan come out of retirement and, and play average with the Washington Wizards. It's just I, I want to keep the memory alive of how great he was in his day. And I've heard the show is great, 
But I've also heard that it's not David Letterman no, in his prime. It's it's extreme. It's very casual sit down, and you nailed it right on the head there. It's it's just a, it's an interview. It's a very casual interview. It's not particularly funny. Anything that is funny typically isn't from him. It's from the guests. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched this new season yet, but I I would agree. It's it's incredibly different. I love David Letterman. I love him. I do. And he's got great guests. And I get it. He's it's kind of like a semi-retirement gig because he's not doing it nightly. He's mm-hmm. kind of recording it when he wants and then putting it out all in one uh, one binging event. So I get it. But I just I just haven't gotten to it yet. But that Billie Eilish one that I reported on in Music News, you can use that one. Uh, that one has piqued my interest because I've been a big Billie Eilish fan for uh, for a few years now. 6.51 on a Thursday morning. My name is Dave Wheeler. Jasmine Lane is in the studio. Tyler Carr is not. He will return on Monday. We'll get to the loud line. Your voicemail. On our radio station coming up just after 7 o'clock. But Jasmine Lane, she wants to take off. Not literally, but she wants to take off. I mean, maybe literally. Yeah, so you've seen this in the news, most likely. Um, just these incredibly wild situations happening at the airport. And I feel like um, most of the airport woes that we had pre-pandemic were pretty manageable overall whereas now we've been put into the situation where there's there were so many people who were not allowed to come to work they quit they found new work um they, they were significantly understaffed uh, you know even in Toronto Pearson Airport one of the, uh, the biggest airports in in the country the biggest airport in the country <clears throat> yeah i was going to say it was one of the i'm like well Vancouver airport yeah, no, definitely Pearson but um even that airport, as an example, they went from having hundreds and hundreds of staff members to, on average, having three to 600 people working there a day now, which is not nearly enough for what they need. And it's interesting because we saw after the holidays, um, this has been in the news a lot, tons of passengers were completely stranded flying through Sunwing Airlines. WestJet canceled thousands of flights, um, and those were weather-related issues. But Jagmeet Singh has made a suggestion uh, to make Canada become a little bit more competitive like other countries are. Because, you know, if you go to Europe, as an example, there's so many different airlines. Some of them are budget airlines. Some are very bougie. Um, and and there's just a lot of options. And so that makes it more affordable. That also makes uh, or allows for more options when you want to fly in terms of timing and everything. Whereas in Canada... We don't have that due to our regulations. One of the really big ones that is a hinder on the travel industry in our country is the fact that air service operators have to be majority owned by Canadian citizens, which means that it ends up being a bit of a monopoly where you have, you know, Air Canada and WestJet pretty much buying up the entire industry and flights are not that affordable in comparison to other parts of the world. And I'm just curious on your thoughts about this. Do you think within our lifetime that we could ever see something where some of those regulations are changed to make traveling much more easily available or enticing like it is in other countries? Well, listen, I'll give you my thoughts on this and it's uh, it's multifaceted here. Now, number one, Travel in Canada is not easy. Number one, the reason is the because we're not as densely populated as the United States. So you can't just, you know, puddle jump from yeah. one spot to the next spot and use smaller planes and fill up every once in a while. That's one of the reasons why some of these flights in the U.S. are cheap is because you're stopping every two hours to get from Atlanta to New York or whatever it may be. So the U.S. has a, a, a much 
bigger opportunity to do shorter flights here and there. Now, I know there's flights have been canceled from Calgary to Regina because not enough people are using it. But one of the biggest problems is, and, and you know, listen, I, I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate Jagmeet Singh for, for a lot of things, but this is a typical Democrat or new, mm. new NDP move. It's like, Yo, yeah. Why don't, uh, why don't you just rich guys go start more businesses and make it cheap for the people? Well, rich people are in the business of making money. Yeah. And what happens is, is when these major corporations, uh, get into being publicly traded, then they have a board and the board wants to make money. They don't want to be like, let's make sure that we make it affordable for people. It's like, no, no, no. Let's see if we can charge for like, we're, get, we're giving away blankets and pillows for people. No, no, no. Scrap that. We can get rid of that real quick. Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're giving free coffee away on the flight? No, 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 no. We can get rid of that. Wait a second. We're charging for seats, but we're not charging for baggage? No, no, no. We're going to charge for baggage, too. These are all the little things that start adding up. Then the odd time, you get one of these discount uh, uh, airlines that come in, like Swoop, mm-hmm. or one of these other ones where it's like, hey, you can get on our plane, but uh, for real cheap, but uh, it's, it's going to be budget, and you can, you, you can take a purse, maybe a lip gloss, and that's it. And then what happens is they start making a little bit of money, Right. And then Air Canada and WestJet, as you mentioned, start seeing going, Ooh, they're starting to eat our lunch a little bit here. Just buy all their planes. And then we'll keep that business alive, but we'll put it underneath our umbrella. So Canada has not set itself up well for air travel. It is extremely expensive. I mean, yeah, I mean, people that like to travel are, are just absolutely hawking on, on online deals whenever they can mm-hmm. or they hire, hire a really good realist or um, travel agent to get them to and from, but our trains are way too expensive. Gas is too expensive to drive. Flying around is really expensive. It's not easy. More often than not, if somebody's flying to Las Vegas, it is actually cheaper for you to drive down to Fargo and fly oh, from there. Yeah, absolutely. It is hop on a Legion to air. I, I understand where Jagmeet Singh is coming from. I totally get it. Cause I mean, one thing that we should be doing is exploring this country more so than, than traveling elsewhere. I mean, I always, I mean, Jasmine Lane, I know you've been to Europe a couple times now. Have you ever been to Newfoundland? Have you ever been out to the, the east coast of Canada? Nope, never have. Brunswick, Nova Scotia. You want to get a taste of what Europe's like and, and do it inside of your own country? Go there. It's so expensive go to go there. Exactly. Uh, right? That's, you know what? It's, it's interesting too. Um, like Stephen and I, we were planning a vacation. We're like, oh, let's just, let's just go to Mexico. We'll just get a flight, go to Mexico. That's gonna, that's what we're gonna do. And we're looking online and the prices for us to go were so outrageously high. And I'm like, well, you've never been to Europe before. Let's go to Europe instead because you can fly into Paris for $600 round trip right now, depending on the dates that you're going, of course. And then once you're there, it is so incredibly affordable to mm-hmm. go elsewhere. It's just like I was telling him about it. I'm like, oh, well, I really would love to go to Switzerland. And he's like, oh, that's going to be a lot of money. I'm like, no, there's actually 24 flights a day and uh, there are less than $100 round trip. And he's like, well, this- what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, jumping on the train, jumping jumping on there's so many different ways to get around Europe just to give you another indication of how this is kind of by design too because you got to keep in mind that the Canadian government does have so many restrictions on the airline company that when Air Canada back uh, probably about 10 years ago was cutting jobs and cutting whatnot and then and, and reducing wages uh, they went on strike and Canada ordered them back to work they gave them a back to work order they said no 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 you got to go you you are a necessity for business in Canada you got to go back to work so they really have no power whatsoever it's just it's it's fascinating when it's an industry that has so many people of its users complaining but having said that we need it so you what is the incentive for there to really be change when you occasionally do need a flight? Like, 
204-452-1061 is the text machine. You can also call the loud line. Cost of living is expensive in Canada, says one text message. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Actually, I was just reading an article saying that food is going to be going up to an average of $300 a week. A week! Ew. For... Uh, for average households here in Canada. So I am with you. I understand. You can call the loud line as well. 204-478-8040. We'll get to your calls coming up after 7. Energy 106 presents The Loud Line. Leave a message for Wheeler, Jasmine, and Tyler. Call 204-478-8040. 204-478-8040. Wheeler in the morning. Weekdays on Energy 106. You guys uh, talking about Jordan Peterson and uh, social media. I don't understand why you're defending this guy. He uh, he literally used social media to attack the trans community on a regular basis, attack the gay community, attack women. Uh, I'm not even understanding why this is part of the conversation. As for uh, conspiracies, listen, everything's a conspiracy if you don't know how anything works. These these people are children. He's uh, consp- I get the conspiracy stuff. It makes them feel special to think that they know secrets that other people don't know and they don't really got anything else going on in their lives and all type of stuff. It's, it's always the same people, they're children. Uh, yeah, get away from that stuff. <laughs> okay. Perimeter vigilante. First of all, uh, the reason why Jordan, Jordan Peterson is being hauled in front of the, um, uh, psychiatric, uh, 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 clinical psychologist college of Ontario is because he went after, uh, Pierre, uh, uh Justin Trudeau and retweeted Pierre Polyevra. That's why. That's why. I also which I think is very strange. I also, he's also think he, he, he's also said he he would Jordan Peterson. He goes, I would rather be I lose my license than than go and take a social media course that would come out of my pocket to the tune of about three hundred dollars an hour. You. Um, I also want to clarify too, not defending anybody talking about the events and just how wild it is that that would be a requirement. That is all. Also, uh, when it comes to conspiracy <laughs> theories, I read a really interesting article that said. Um, Distrusting your government is actually quite unhealthy due to new report that was commissioned by the government. So, hey, you know what? Hey, give it up. Good We're, job. Just, we keep, just, just keep, keep, keep believing all the spoon-fed crap you've been given. We just like talking over here. Believe it or not, it's, it's just what we do. Uh, this is in response to some reusable bag talk. Okay, third time's a charm. Happy New Year, guys. Um, I was just listening to the podcast from yesterday and uh, Jasmine was talking about what to do with the reusable bags. And, you know, I'm a bit of a, you know, like to get all my recycling in one bin and garbage in another. But then I was home yesterday when the garbage collection happened and the truck came by and emptied both the bins in the same truck. So Mm. I'm thinking, why do I waste my time separating all this garbage? Mm -hmm. I've never been home for when the garbage comes around. So... I saw it yesterday, and I thought, why both bins in the same truck? Yeah. Interesting. I well, wonder well, if... Well, 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 kind of similar to what the uh, perimeter vigilante said in the previous call, where it's like, oh, you like conspiracy theories because it likes to make you feel good. You put out two bins to make yourself feel... The government wants to make you feel, well, I feel good about recycling. Meanwhile, it's all going to the dump. I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm curious with that if potentially they had seen that there was something that had contaminated the rest of the recycling... So then they just took it. I don't know. I don't know. Curious about that. Well, it's it's all done by uh, by the machine now, right? Remember? The oh yeah, that's right. There's not even people unless you live rurally. Huh. Interesting. Okay, and uh, we're gonna end this off on a good note. This is Journey Breer. I've been listening to you guys lately. I follow you guys on TikTok. I think Thank you, you guys are fine. Oh. I think you guys are 
my biggest priority. You guys are my favorite people oh, on the planet. Thank nice. you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. You can call the loud line about anything. Here's the number. Was that us? We that's, ready? that's us. We're ready. Yeah, we're going to talk. We yeah. got to work now. Yeah. All right. Time to punch the uh, punch the time card. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hang on. Let me get some coffee in me. I'm, I have got no sleep last night. Just to recap uh, from the early morning crowd, uh, hour one of Wheeler in the morning. Give me a good cheers here. Early in the morning yesterday. <laughs> Or um, yesterday during the show, we were talking about um, toilet preferences as far as um, if you are able to do your business, if there's something that was left behind or if you like a clean bowl. And some people on the text line were like, oh, potty humor. That's what I want to hear at 10 after 8 in the morning. Blah, 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 blah. Well, karma came back and bit me in the ass as uh, my wife and I were up for an hour and a half mopping up a uh, flooded <laughs> toilet. Uh, ten thirty at night. So that was. So I'm just. I'm just full of pee and vinegar today. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Just woo. Get some coffee. In me. Hang on. Have you tested your toilet since? Like it's flushing normally ah, yeah, now. Fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Hmm. It's all good. It just got clogged from too much. Um, too much paper. That's what happened. Somebody used it overnight. Not putting blame on it, but there's full, you know more than one person in, in the house, so not putting, not placing blame. It's definitely Panda. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. I would love to teach her how to use the restroom. <laughs> Uh, okay, coming up uh, here in just a few minutes, about 10 minutes, Jasmine Lane will have the news feed. I'll give you all the details on the semifinals that happened yesterday at the IIHF World Junior Hockey Championships in Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's coming up here at the bottom of the hour. First, let's give away some Landmark Cinemas tickets and treats. And speaking of giveaways, oh, stick around, crew. Busiest 9 o'clock hour in Canadian radio. Have we got a surprise for you, that loud luxury show that was canceled uh, due to the weather last month. It has officially been rescheduled. Mm -hmm. We'll give you all the details on when tickets are going on sale, and we'll have a pair to give away coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. But right now, tickets and treats, Landmark Cinemas. Tickets to a movie, popcorn, and a drink for you at 204-452-1061. We're going to play Guess Your Hood with Jasmine Lane. This is a game where we get somebody on the phone. Jasmine Lane will go into the stinky, sweaty, way too big soundproof booth. We'll have a quick conversation. We'll tell. We'll find out exactly where you live. Then Jasmine Lane will come back. She'll have five questions to try and figure out where in the city you live. So let's grab a caller at 204-452-1061. What's your name on the phone? Marcel. Marcel. Good morning. Bonjour, Marcel. All right, Jasmine, out. Bye. All right. Okay, Marcel, tell me and everyone else, where do you live? 59 Wilmot Plaza. What neighborhood is that in? It's pretty much off Osborne and River. Osborne. So that would be like Osborne Village, right? I'd say it considers there. Yeah, I'm part of the jig down there. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say Osborne Village just for the sake of this game here. Okay, okay, Jasmine Lane, you can come back in from the stinky, sweaty, way too big soundproof booth. Okay, All hi. right, you have five questions. You have five questions to ask Marcel about where he lives, and then you will have to take a guess. If you get it right, then we'll move on to the next caller. If you get it wrong, then he will get himself some tickets and treats to Landmark Cinemas. Okay. Question one, go ahead. Do you live near a river? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, is there a mall semi close? Like within ten minutes, is there a mall from you? Walking or driving? Driving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you live? Um, uh, is there a Leopold's Tavern in your area? 
Okay, yeah. that narrows it down to two. <clears throat> um, that's three questions. Uh, you got two more. Uh, what about a, a Canadian tire? I mean, yeah, there's a Canadian tire everywhere, though. <laughs> that is not true. According to Google Maps, they are not everywhere. <laughs> um. Would you consider your area uh, somewhere that people would, like, spend a Friday night? Um, well, by my area. Probably, I'd say there'd be a lot of people on Friday night. Okay, that was my last question. That's your last question. You gotta take a guess. <sighs> I, want, I want to guess, like, like, Earl Grey or Fort Rouge or something. No? You only get one guess. Is that your guess? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, he said it within 10 minutes. No, that'd be way too close. Um, what about, let's say, uh, 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 Crescentwood. Crescentwood. No, I'm wrong. You guys are both. That, that's on you, Dave. That's your call. Nah, Crescentwood's not Osborne oh, Village. Oh, come no. on. You're in oh, Osborne right. Village? <laughs> Marcel, you have got tickets and tre- yeah, you were closer with Earl Grey. Uh, you have got tickets and treats to Landmark Cinemas. Good for you. Hang on the line. We'll grab some details from you off the air. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with some little bit of music, and then we'll do the news feed and the sports feed. More winning on the way here with Wheeler in the Morning, Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Well, Apple is finally coming out with something affordable, and it's essentially a, a, not a knockoff, but... It, you got to listen up for this one because it is uh, pretty exciting for the tech world. Also, Miley Cyrus may have really thrown some shade. We're going to tell you all about that after this. First, another progressive conservative member has announced retirement rather than seeking re-election in the upcoming October 3rd election date in Manitoba. This is the eighth member from the PC party to make such an announcement as of late, leaving many speculating what the future of politics will be in the province if so many of our elected officials from one particular party are leaving. If you want a pair of AirPods but can't justify the price tag, Apple is reportedly working on a more affordable pair of the popular headphones. They're going to be called AirPod Lite and they'll cost less than $129. It's going to be the exact same thing, just discounted. Yeah, right. It's just There will just be like a, a stitch missing somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What many are viewing as an obvious dig is uh, Miley Cyrus's decision to release her new single, Flowers, which is all about loving herself better than anyone else could. That's coming out on the 13th. And while not outright drawing attention to it, January 13th is her ex-husband Liam Hemsworth's birthday. By the way, you can't refer to him as Liam Hemsworth anymore. You have to call him The Witcher. The Witcher. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's The Witcher now. By the way, I saw some really cool fan concept art. And if he looks anything like this fan concept art, you're not even going to notice. Oh, okay. You won't even. like. He looks dynamite. Interesting. Really, really good. You know, it's interesting uh, hearing that clip in music news you can use about Phineas and Billie Eilish explaining to David Letterman what's called comping. 
Now she did 87 takes of that song, Happier Than Ever, right? And what they did was, it, and, and I'm, I'm going to try and explain this the best I can, uh, very similar to the way Phineas did because I deal with audio engineering, that you're able to layer all of your tracks like a cake. Mm-hmm. And then what you can do is you can say, oh, I like the inflection better on this note. And so you can kind of fade one track in, uh, fade the other one out. And so out of 80, 87 takes, it sounds like one seamless take. And the and work the, that uh, goes into it. Right. And the audience has no idea. Now, what's really interesting is when it comes to uh, television and film, especially things that are recorded like like sitcoms and dramas and movies and whatnot, you actually have somebody on staff who is your continuity director making sure that, no, 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 you are facing this way. No, 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 you had two buttons undone, not one button undone, because they will do multiple takes sometimes. Sometimes they'll take a break in between. Uh, the, no, 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 the, the, it was this time. So when, when we look at the watch, it has to be this time on the clock. He makes reference. It's like it's really it's a really big job to make sure that you're following the script because a lot of times they film these movies and TV TV shows out of order. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the actors sometimes don't even know what the ending is going to be because they film it so out of order for the sake of saving money and they'll do all of the shots in one location at once. So they really have to make sure that the continuity is in check. Now, what's interesting about all that, and this is likely a story that I'm going to cover tomorrow in music news you can use, but we talked a little bit about the new Netflix show Kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this show is that you can watch it in whatever random order. It doesn't give, give you episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It actually gives you pink, green, red, blue. Like it gives you different colors and you can watch them in whatever order you want because they're told from eight different perspectives. By the way, there's a way you can watch a Tarantino style. If you follow from Reservoir Dogs, all of the names of the characters from that show, you can watch it in that order. But what's interesting is a bunch of eagle eyed fans have noticed a continuity error, and it's a really obscure one. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. This is a bit of a uh, this is a bit of a spoiler for tomorrow's music news. You can use, but the, and I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. But I was uh, doing some research, early research for tomorrow, and I was reading up on Kaleidoscope because I kind of want to find out more about Giancarlo Esposito, who I think is wonderful. He's from Breaking Bad. Uh, apparently, there's one episode where somebody gets busted by a uh, an authority figure. I, I don't want to get, I don't, no spoilers here, but uh, they get busted by an authority figure and they try and bribe them with One Direction tickets. Okay? Okay. But if you look at the date and the venue of the One Direction tickets, number one, and I'm not going to give away the year because the movie does, or the television show does kind of jump from time to time. The... One Direction tickets were scheduled for when they were on hiatus and they were at a venue that they only played once and they played it four years prior to that. So fans <laughs> are like, ah, show's crap. Continuity's gone. There's no continuity. If you're going to, if you're going to do One Direction, you got to do it right. Harry Styles is literally rolling over in his gold toilet right now. <laughs> I got to say, have you ever watched the TV show Suits? Yeah, of course. One of my favorite continuity issues in that one, I don't remember the episode, but there is a scene where Meghan Markle's getting a little hanky-panky in the closet or storage room or something with one of the other guys. And oh, it was Mike. Mike, that's the only one she had a romantic encounter with was Mike. Okay. Let's get I, that straight. I, I only ever watched this one episode because I heard about this error in it. But in this scene... She's wearing this green dress and he like kind of pushes her up against like the shelf or this wall, whatever it was. And then in the next scene, he starts taking off said dress and then she's not you like she, it's off. And then three scenes later, the dress is back on for a split second and then it's off again because they just totally forgot to 
to edit that out. So Yeah, that's just bad. There are times <laughs> where there's a situation where it's like, oh, they went from a green dress to a red dress. And by the time they get to editing, they're like, the color of the dress is wrong. They're like, we don't have the money to reshoot yeah. that. Just just go with it. Hopefully but that's nobody bad. notices. That's bad yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Coming up in the eight o'clock hour of Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr, the primetime hour coming up here momentarily. Uh, a huge, huge, huge local story. A lot of people last year were really bummed out about this company that was about to celebrate its 100th anniversary, and then it closed. We got some good news on that front, and I'm going to tell you about a something that's happening in my life. And Kelly Taylor, very funny guy, good friend of the show, he's joining us from Rumors Comedy Club. All that and more coming up in the primetime hour next here on Wheeler in the Morning. First, we do this. Wait. What? Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Let's preface this by saying that, uh, no, we the public do not have every single detail here. So, do you remember uh, the incident on Halloween which saw several children being given cannabis edibles instead of candy in their trick-or-treat bags? Yeah, of course. No children from that had any serious injuries, thank God. Um... But there has now been formal charges, a total of 26 different offenses slapped on the two adults involved in the case, which a lot of people are like, oh, really good, 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 good. But the two adults involved in this is they're a 63-year-old man and a 52-year-old woman. And I understand how dangerous this could have been. But I don't know. Like, to me, I'm, I can't help but think... What if it was a complete accident? Like, total oopsies, and then now you have 26... Based, based on what evidence? Based on what evidence? There is, that's the thing, is there's there's no evidence that it was that it was intentional either, though. So, like, it just was this thing that happened, and I'm... No, you, you, you gotta prove it to me the other way. You have to prove to me with evidence that it was an accident. Innocent until proven guilty. How is it an accident? No, we, uh, no. the way that I can visualize this being an accident would just be more so because they had little bags of nerds and stuff. And so, oh, you just go, oh, the nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the counter and you just go and, and throw them in the bin and, you know, just not thinking like just a total human error. And then it ends up being this huge thing that just sucks. No, no. Then they should be charged for negligence. Because here's yeah. the thing. You know, because you actually have to go into a marijuana dis- d- d- distributor. You have yeah. to go into a head shop in order to get those things. And regardless if you have children in the house or not, you segregate those from the rest of your candy because you don't want to accidentally dose yourself. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. so. It, let, let's just say it was an accident. Still negligence. See, I would be open to that if it was an, like an innocent until proven guilty. You've been charged with negligence. Well, listen, it happened. We'll we know it happened. We know where it came from. So regardless, regardless if it was accidental or not, there has to be repercussions because yeah. that's negligence and you put children's lives in jeopardy. Well, and there will be there will be some sort of a consequence for this. Clearly, but I don't know. There's something about the 26 different charges. In this one where it's just like, whoa, that's a really big number in the event that it was a total dumb oopsies, right? Well, Um, what this does does is this reminds people to be diligent. This, this, This makes it very clear like, hey, you have kids coming to your household. Make sure because that cannot happen again. That is not safe. That's one of those things you should, I mean, you're supposed to keep it in a safe place. So yeah, I, you know, even if it was an accident. Negligent. Yeah. At the very least. And the reason why, and the reason why they're throwing 26 charges is because they'll be lucky if they get one or two to stick and they'll probably end up coming out with a plea deal. It'll probably be community service. I doubt these two will 
see any jail time, especially if they have clean records before this. But they're they're you know they're going to make sure that they make it very clear to them and everyone else. This is not acceptable. That's definitely a lesson at the very least. Either way, though, uh, that case is going to be underway over the next couple of months. So we'll keep you posted on that. I know everyone does. Uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of people at least think about doing a New Year's resolution. Uh, for instance, that's not a there's there's no worse time if you're a regular gym goer than going to the gym in January. Oh, yeah. Is that ever a fact? Just just the, the, all those people like new year, new me. Here we go. That's the and thing, too. There, like if what? you're if you're uncomfortable and like the, the reason that you haven't gone to the gym is because you're like, I don't know how to work out. I don't I'm scared of how I'm going to look or whatever, like whatever insecurities are in your brain. The last time of the year that you want to be going to the gym is when it's at its busiest, which is the month of January. Right. Like, don't. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. A lot of these CrossFit places and a lot of these gyms, I mean, may they make the bulk of their money for the year in january february mm-hmm. 100 because those memberships one year membership and it gets used for maybe two three months and the ones that last hey good on you it's awesome a lot of people have a bunch of other different resolutions and whatnot and my wife aren't wife wife and i aren't big resolution people but we thought we, we've done this challenge before we've done it a couple times actually and we thought why wouldn't we do this right after the holidays where we're you know uh, overindulging in food and overindulging in you know, really rich foods and booze and all the, all the all the fun stuff, right? The chocolates. So why wouldn't we do? And people will be familiar with this that have followed the show for a while. Why wouldn't we do the metabolic reset first thing in the new year? Oh, okay, makes sense. Sure. We we've we've done this before in May. We actually uh, tagged it along with the May metabolic reset because <laughs> what it is, it is a twenty eight day. I don't like calling it a diet. I like calling it a challenge. Not necessarily a challenge, maybe more so of a wake-up call. And I'll give you an indication. It was uh, probably about three years ago, three, four years ago, that we took a crack at this. And it was uh, recommended to us by a doctor friend of ours. And he explained it. He goes, it's a tough one. He says, but I know you guys like doing challenges. He says, for 28 days, so for four weeks, the idea is to completely reset your metabolism and you eat nothing but meat, eggs, and cheese exclusively. You take a few supplements like um, uh, potassium, uh, some probiotics, Magnesium, some vitamin K, things like that. Stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that just to make sure your body's getting what it needs because it's a very high-protein diet. So, again, meat, eggs, cheese. And one of the big lifesavers for us has been uh, – I, I love potato chips. That's one of my weaknesses. Like, I just love a good salty potato chip. But piggy poofs. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, you've, if you've never had pork rinds before, you've probably seen them in the aisle and you go, ooh, pork rinds. Because you're eating meat, eggs, and cheese, and there's no crunch, when you start missing a crunch, those piggy poofs come in really, really, really handy. So we've actually gotten really creative. Like we make nachos with piggy poofs. Ooh. Yeah, you do, you do a whole bunch of uh, pork rinds on a, on, a, on a platter. Then you sprinkle some cheese on it. You throw it in the oven. That'll get you through a Friday night movie while you're, while you're on this. But what I've decided to do this year... So I know I've had some people ask me before about it, and Jasmine Lane, you yourself have, have achieved some success off mm-hmm. of doing this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm doing this year, and I never really did this before, but what I'm doing now is I'm recording my weight every single night before I go to bed. I'm recording my weight, and I'm taking a picture in front of the mirror in my underwear. Oh. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do at the end is I'm going to, and again, I'm not doing any exercise. I'm not running. I'm, I, I mean, I do my normal push-ups and sit-ups every single day, like I always have. So I'm not, but I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. outside of that. 
So I'm going to record that. And after the, the period of 28 days, I'm going, because I know there's a lot of people that kind of roll their eyes and go, yeah, okay, just another one of these crazy fad diets. No, the idea is, again, to reset your metabolism. Just to give you an indication, my mother-in-law uh, was uh, type 2 diabetic. After going through this, medication went in the garbage. Didn't need it anymore because she got rid of a lot of the sugars that she was having in her diet. So if there's anyone who's who's skeptical about something like this, I'm going to give you the actual data. I'm, I'm going to be the, the lab rat here. I'll be the guinea pig. And I'm going to release that at the end of this challenge. And you so you can actually physically see my change in weight and my change in physique. I wish and, we had access where you could like have like your blood drawn and stuff like just to really see exactly what it is in your system. That's that's changing with it. That would be interesting. Well, maybe next time I go around, I'll, I'll consult with a with a physician. But I'll be honest yeah. with you, that's the last thing I want to do is I want to plug up uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the healthcare system. Going, listen, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do this, a radio yeah. bit here. Can you put all those people in the uh, waiting room aside, please? This is a little more important. It would just be interesting, though. It'd be interesting. Sure, it would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it would. And maybe down the road when we get things figured out, if we ever get things figured out with our healthcare system here, that's something I'd like to explore. But uh, I know there's been a lot of people who have been skeptical of this. Uh, if anyone is interested in this, believe me when I tell you, it really is a life changer. I've, I've tried a lot of you know wacky diets. Over the years, like I've gone vegan for a little while, I've gone vegetarian for a little while. This is the one that seems to work best for me. And the majority of the people that have jumped on board doing it have come back with very, very, very great results. Yeah, I know. Um, the if, best, the best results. Even for myself, when I jumped on board, minus cheating once for wine, but um, <clears throat> I lost what was the total? I think it was around 16 pounds, and I'm still consistently down 12 pounds ever since then from from like previous to what I had weighed before that, um, which was interesting. It kind of changes your relationship with food and stuff a little bit, especially when there's all these different alternatives to eating carbs. Like, you know, instead of having a sandwich, you just have some meat rolled up with some cheese and stuff. And it really does change that. And you, and you have a new love for other foods instead of all these filler foods that are high in sugar and carbs and whatever. And having said that, if you like eating carbs, same here. So, I mean, all the yeah. power to you, but join the club. Listen, my brother has a food truck an Italian pasta mm. food truck. Ooh, yum. And yeah. So, I mean, believe me when I tell you, when I go out and visit him on the West coast, there's nothing I want to do more than eat pasta. But the best way I can describe it is, for the amount of sugars that we're putting in our body through carbs and all these other quick meals, it's like, oh, I just need some energy to get me through this next meeting or to get me through the afternoon or whatever it may be. Basically, what you're doing is you're replacing yourself with AA batteries. You're running on AA batteries. You get on a diet like this and you feel like you're plugged into the wall. That's yeah. the kind of power. That's the kind of power and energy you're getting. Plus, eggs are awesome. Eggs are incredible. Yeah. Eggs for dinner isn't weird. You're weird for thinking it's weird. <laughs> What a great reference. If anybody wants uh, a breakdown of how this works, because I said there are a few intricate things that you need to do just to make sure you're supplementing your body with the right, uh, you know, the right, uh, I don't want to say, uh, vitamins and whatnot, uh, send me an email. The old snail mail. Best way to get a hold of me. Dave at energy106.ca. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Winnipeg is um, the first, was the first major city in Western Canada. The gateway to the West is what they called it. And there was a lot of people from all over the world that uh, that immigrated here. At one point, there was more people landing here in Winnipeg than there was in places like Paris and and then and, and Berlin and London. It was, it, was, it was just a mass, mass, mass amount of people coming here to the prairies 
uh, into that beautiful Union Station building. Like, like I think they, they said close to twenty to twenty five thousand people per day were Whoa. showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Winnipeg just expanded rapidly. Yeah, you got to remember that Winnipeg at one point was actually projected to be bigger than Toronto because of the Northwest Passage. Fair. But when the Panama when the Panama Canal finished in nineteen twelve. The population of Winnipeg was going up, 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 and then it just stagnated, just shy, just shy of a million people. Hmm. So that's why it's always been kind of hovering around there. But the people that stayed and the people that that thrived here started mom and pop shops, and there was one that was just getting really close to celebrating its 100th anniversary, and that's Coob Bread, Coob Bread, Cub Bread, whatever you want to call it. I think we, I think we figured out that it's that it's Coob. I think Coob it's Bread. Cub now. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So we we talked about it on the show last month that uh, they were closing the doors. The pandemic uh, didn't do overly well for them. They were having some financial troubles and they said, hey, as much as it sucks, we're going to be closing our doors. Well, somebody parachuted in and said, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. We're not letting a Winnipeg institution like that go. Jasmine Lane, you were at a press conference yesterday. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Chip and Pepper. The the two fosters. Yeah. Chip and Pepper. They have now bought cub bread it was hilarious they had one line yesterday because those twins are just like (laughs) personalities at a top 10 level always like they are always hyped always fun um they're actually going to be joining us on the show tomorrow morning to talk a little bit more about this just after 8 40 but um they had one line that said you know a lot of people wouldn't have thought that we'd be doing something like this but hey you know me and my brother we went from clubbing to cubbing, which I thought <laughs> was a hilarious line. Well, but- listen, I'm a kid. I am a kid of the '90s. I remember Chip and Pepper's cartoon Madness. Mm-hmm. If, you probably don't, but they they hosted a show, and I mean, they had the celebrities on from like Wayne Gretzky, and they had they had this arm of uh, this arm. No, sorry, this wall of of hands. That every time they came out, and they'd high five all these hands that were just kind of sticking out of the wall. <laughs> I actually, so as a kid growing up, I'm like, I got to get a wall of hands. Yeah, of course you do. It's super cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, but these, guys, uh, these guys have had a, a t-shirt come. I remember having a Chip and Pepper t-shirt. I mean, they came out with their own jean lines. But they're, they're, not, they're not that far removed from the food industry because no. they have had their hands in that kind of stuff before. Yeah, absolutely. Even, um, even currently, they actually already own another bread shop in the city, the Gucci of Bread. Um, it's that place. I can't remember for the life of me what it's called off the top of my head right now. Uh, the bakery. It's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's on Corden. I know it's on it's yeah. 850 something Corden. Um, but they've had that for years already. It's currently being run by their father-in-law for the most part. And uh, yeah, they pretty much said when they heard about all of this happening with cub bread they were like no way we have to do something with this because they grew up eating it um their family as well has been in the food industry and stuff so it is something that's that's generational for them to a sense it was nice too because um uh one of the twins his his sons were there for the this big announcement yesterday and he was saying how he's really excited to get his kids involved in this and just really continue on the family legacy that is cub bread and and expanding that and keeping it they said cub so it's cub officially i decided um one thing too that is also really cool is they also said that they are going to be giving the recipe to other bakeries throughout the province so you will now be able to buy this bread all over the province of manitoba and they are hoping to expand as well in the prairies they are really looking into regina saskatoon down in the states too yeah and in the states they have a truck that has already been loaded off and they're going to be testing the market for the bread there 
like in the next couple of weeks, which is cool. And of course, this will create even more jobs for Manitobans. I will say it was it was fascinating to be there in person yesterday. I didn't get any footage of this because I wasn't sure if they would want me to show it. But the press conference was held inside of their their main warehouse and and their main bakery, I guess. And uh, it was it was very neat. Like obviously, everything's been taken out because they did have to close the business, but they still have those massive massive bakers that are like it's like ovens uh, yeah sorry <laughs> same thing they have the massive bakers yeah there's a bunch giant of massive bakers. bakers down there um but yeah Just no. a warehouse full of massive bakers <laughs> it was, it was quite, quite, quite unpleasing to the eye actually you know i will say i'm very excited to and i think a lot of winnipeggers should be very excited to see what the twins are able to turn this into and of course still keeping it locally um i know pepper is still in winnipeg very frequently so it's not like it's these two guys that are from Winnipeg and don't live here anymore, taking over this business. They are still very local. Their family roots are here and their family is going to be very much involved in this process. So any truth to the rumor that they're going to be on the show tomorrow? Yeah. They're going to be here in person. What time? Uh, just after 840. I told them to show up at 830 and to be quiet during our news. So, <laughs> so we'll get it right from the right from the Cubs mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Chip and Pepper, the legendary Chip and Pepper Foster, are going to be joining Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr tomorrow morning, uh, just uh, just over 24 hours from now. Speaking of special guests, very, very good friend of the show, very funny guy. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling just thinking about him sitting in that chair over there. Uh, Kelly Taylor going to be joining us. He's performing at Rumors Comedy Club this weekend. He's coming up after the news and sports, which is next here on Wheeler in the Morning. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. It is uh, the end of an era for this MCU character, and uh, we could have had a very different Lord of the Rings. First, though, let's get into some other stuff. So... Kindergarten is going to be filled with a lot of kids with the same name in Manitoba, according to 2022's most popular baby names in the province list. For females, Olivia, Emma, and Amia were the top of the list, with boys being Noah, Oliver, and Lucas. So, in five years' time. Yeah, I like Oliver a lot. It's a good name. Also, Ollie, Ollie for short. See, Oliver Sykes. Like from Bring Me the Horizon. It's a cute name. Um, <clears throat> James Corden was shockingly almost the voice, or not voice, the actor of this character. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frugal. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? Yeah. yeah, I could see. I, I could see how Sean Aston and uh, and him would get confused in a police lineup. Seriously, you know it's so funny. This news came out. He auditioned for Samwise and Lord of the Rings. Didn't cut it, obviously. But he, you know, he went on to say it shouldn't be shocking that I auditioned. Everyone in London auditioned for this movie when it came out. Um, but honestly, he would fit the part. He would. Yeah, like like I said, you could confuse those two. Yeah, I, I, I think James Corden's a little too jovial. Sean Aston's a little more of a. Um, 
dramatic actor, which it, I think fit the role a little bit better. I would agree with that for sure. Could you think, though, if he had actually gotten that role, what that would have done for his career? Like, it would have completely changed who he is now, I yeah, think. Yeah, there's no way he would have been doing the late night show. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, though, when you hear little tidbits like that of just how life works out. An end of an era for Well, that, Dave- mean, that means James Corden would have ended up on Stranger Things. Oh, no, he d- he belongs exactly where he is <laughs> right now. <laughs> an end of an era for Dave Bautista, at least. He has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be his final movie in the MCU. Yeah, I'll have to agree with the walking thesaurus on that one. Do not ever call me a thesaurus. Metaphors are going to go over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. <laughs> So he went on to say that he's relieved the role is over after how long it took to get in costume, makeup, and how difficult the role was. He also said that while he's grateful to have played Drax, it's such a silly role and he doesn't want it to be the one that carries on his legacy. He's more interested in doing dramatic roles and to be known wildly by them and not a character like Drax. I understand that. I get that completely. He was in the uh, the James Bond film... um Skyfall was the one after that. Nonetheless, he was in that. He was just in the uh, Gla- uh, Glass Onion, the mm-hmm. Knives Out mystery, which I thought he was pretty good in that one. But he says that, and then he says he also wants to play the lead role in Gears of War, which is another one of these video game based movies. So I think I think he's a good actor. I thought he was a great wrestler back in the day. And it's funny he even talked about how when he auditioned for the role of Drax and got it, he was on the way to the gym, had to stop because he was crying so much went home and just grabbed his wife. He's like, I got the role. I mean, that's a life-changing role for him. I'm glad he's... Although he's he's okay with saying goodbye to the role and he's getting kind of tired of it, I'm glad he still appreciates what that did for his career. Totally, because it was huge. Kelly Taylor, man, I, I... As soon as I saw that you were at Rumors this weekend, a smile hit my face, man. You and I, over the course of the years doing this radio show, we've had a lot of fun, and I, I don't have... You know, I never have expectations of when you come in, but I just, I just know that it's going to be fun for you and me, at least. Good. I like that. You have no expectations. So that's per- <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, we've had a long haul. It's it's good. So have no expectations. That's what people should do when they come to the club too. have zero expectations. Well, I'm kind of curious. I know you're a big hockey fan. Uh, how are you going to navigate doing a show and keeping track of the IIHF World Junior Hockey Championships tonight? Oh, but I have that covered. So I told the uh, club manager because it, it's the 530 start. Cause so yesterday we had a nice dry run with the semifinal. So I missed the last seven minutes. So I said, why don't we put a two guest spots and I'll get on that stage about 15 to 20 minutes later. So I'm all covered. If it goes to overtime, I was <laughs> uh, there. I'm, I'm dropping the screen and say, let's all watch it together because everyone wants to watch that more than watch me. Come on. OK, listen, I want to talk some more hockey with you here. But, um, you and I were from the same generation. We grew up watching Wayne Gretzky beat Gordie Howe's record and then go on to score 894. Do you actually think Ovi's got a chance to beat that record? Oh boy, I you know what? Like if you'd asked me that two or three years ago, just with the age he's getting to, I would have said no. But now I'm on the. You know what? I don't think he will quit hockey until that record's broken. That that's important to him, and I think he'll. And I think in his way, he'll want to rush in to have it. And he's a very proud guy, so I say he's going to break it. Yeah, have your, your arms gotten bigger? Or is it just me? No, that's that's uh, that, that's they're getting smaller. <laughs> 
I don't know. You look you you, you look you look healthy. You look jacked. It's just the way I'm leaning into it. You know when you look through something. It's just I'm pushing my arms through like that. I actually have my headshot. It was through a lady, and she made me cross my arms, and then I had to push my bias through. And I was like, it felt weird. I was like, well, this kind of feels like a smoke and mirrors move here. And then now it was this picture that's my headshot. Everywhere is like, oh, is that Photoshop. That's like, no, it's not Photoshop. But I did push my arms through, so I did it old school way. <laughs> Is that, is that considered catfishing in the comedy world? <laughs> that is. That is right there. Yes. Getting gigs and I get there and they're just disappointed. It's like people who keep their headshots for 20 years. And you get there like, this guy doesn't look the same at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how can people follow you on social media, by the way? Because if you haven't seen Kelly Taylor, boy, is he a handsome, just a handsome <laughs> devil he is. Uh, my main thing would be I'm more of a Twitter guy than I am Instagram. I know most people are Instagram, but Twitter as a comic just feels like that's just writing jokes. So you can always have a joke there. So mine is at Tick Taylor, T-I-C-T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's uh, at Tick Taylor for both of them. But like I said, I'm more of a Twitter guy. Like even yesterday watching the hockey game, you'd see all those ads come up that say Explore NB. It's like for I'm from Saskatchewan, so immediately I think of North Battleford. I was like, "What? I'm, I've been to North Battleford. I'm good, thank you." Yeah, explored it. Took me five minutes, and then I moved on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Twitter, now I I I used to be a big heavy social media guy, and then I left, but I kept a ghost account just for just for research and stuff that I do for the show. Don't really engage at all, but I decided to go in there and peruse a little bit, especially after the whole Elon Musk thing. In my opinion, nothing's changed. It's still just still a bunch of really angry people yelling at each other have you noticed a difference at all oh no like even on my i haven't noticed anything because even on twitter i don't go look at things on twitter the only thing i do on twitter is if something pops in my head and i think it's funny i tweet it and then i'm done that's it like i don't go look at other people's twitter stuff so you don't even look at the comments that come in (laughs) under your post or nothing i have a one and done or i'll look at some of the notifications because you got to interact back and forth with someone but besides that, I don't really follow a lot of uh, other people on social media, I guess. Wow. You're, you're like a Conan O'Brien. You follow your wife and that's about it. Yeah, or B- Brian Burke. I remember he had his Twitter account and he uh, followed one person who was his daughter. <laughs> that's, nice. that, that's classic Brian Burke. I only want to hear my own opinion. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so as far as your, your set on stage tonight, we're hearing all new stuff. Oh, man, Tuesday was uh, a complete new set. Uh, I go back and forth between things because there's always, uh, as a comic too, we just finished what you'd call corporate season where you do very clean, kind of the same thing every night. So when I come here in January, you really want to cut loose because you've written stuff and have all this other stuff you want to say. So Tuesday was, and when you have like a, a different kind of energy in a crowd, you're like, oh, this kind of feeds to this type of bit and that so and last night so you'll get uh, a smattering of all smattering of all of it (laughs) okay listen before we let you go by the way if anyone wants to go see kelly taylor at rumors this weekend text right now 204-452-1061 we'll get you on the guest list the vip guest list so you can get some nachos in there as well rumors comedy club this weekend with kelly taylor before you go again just to read just to circle back i don't i don't have any expectations but the Jets have a really good chance of making the playoffs this year. Is there any chance that the Shocker could make a return? Oh, if the if the Jets go to uh, yeah, sec, he, the Shocker usually comes out in the second round, doesn't he? Yeah, so, usually. Yeah, that's yeah. all we need. Second round, and I'm I'm I love the Jets. I have since. Uh, well, my brother was a Jets fan growing up, and then just coming to this rink, I think the MTS is one of the best rinks to watch in because everyone's knowledgeable when the puck drops. They're Winnipeg people. They they don't want to be they don't want to be paying for a 
Jets ticket of not watching the game. So the puck drops. Everyone's into it. It's just a great barn. And uh, you've always had exciting teams. Like when you guys had Buff going, man, I, that was one of my favorite guys ever to watch. He was like man, a that's... rover out there, played every, like just a, a machine. That's still a sore spot for us because we were building that entire defense, the entire team around him. Then he's just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go fishing. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he still comes back. Like he still hangs out. People see him around all the time. Like he still loves it here. He's just like, no, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Never, it. Don't love ever him. do that. Don't ever do that in comedy. <laughs> don't ever just walk away. Kelly Taylor's got to stick around forever. Uh, appreciate your time as always there, Taylor. Kelly Taylor. Looking forward to the set tonight. Ho- hopefully the Canadians beat the wheels off the check so we don't have an overtime period tonight so you can get on stage at a good time. That would be perfect. Thank And thanks again for having me. Always great seeing you. Kelly Taylor at Rumors Comedy Club this weekend. Send those texts, 204-452-1061. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr is an Evanoff Communications production. Any reproduction of this show without written consent is strictly prohibited. Wheeler in the Morning is produced by Tyler Carr and executive produced by Adam West. Wheeler in the Morning is broadcasting on Treaty 1 land, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Denny peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation.